0: what it is what is up what is good gamers this is kevin aka show 71 and your auditory canals are tuned into episode six of season six of the gaming vessels podcast course i'm not in the digital studio alone along with me on my partners in crime we got des aka the bay area terror what's going on brother
1: not much just uh here as always uh to talk about games uh with you fine fellows and, and i really appreciate all of you out there in podcast land tuning in
0: Indeed, indeed, and of course, our show is a no-go without Trader Joe, a.k.a. the Food Max of Gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar. What's up, brother?
2: Not much, man. Glad it's the weekend, and I had a
0: long work week, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the same boat right there with you. Yeah. yeah. I
2: know we were trying to do Game Night on Thursday, and I like didn't put anything up because I was like dead it was just straight up dead you know me and des we wound up uh playing some uh, dauntless with the uh, Surgeon fire for a bit but yeah i was it was
0: kind of out of it so mm-hmm. yeah I, I didn't i didn't even get on till like maybe a little bit nine o'clock because uh, i there was a um one of the events in Monster Hunter is uh, hunting the gold and silver Rathalos, and I knew that, I knew that they were coming to an end, but uh, they came to an end, I think, maybe um, the a few days prior. So now I'll, the only way for me to hunt them now is to either join somebody else's active hunt or to open them up in the guided lands, which uh, is something I have to do anyway, but the guided lands is kind of a pain in the butt. Um, but anyway, so yeah, um, I was kind of, I was kind of out of it too. <laughs> <laughs> cause it's a, I was like, Oh, and I was really, I'm really close to getting all, all the, the pieces to, but to put the whole set together. Um, cause I had fought it twice and, uh, had to solo it, but I was actually have a, a set that I can beat it with now. So now I just need access to it again. But But yeah, so um, yeah, excuse me, folks, uh, my voice still stills probably sounds a little out of whack. I'm, I think I'm dealing with allergies now, uh, kind of from one, from one uh, health thing to another, I guess. But I apologize for the uh, funkiness in my voice for this, for this week's episode. But first topic on the docket is going to be our playlist. So, Des, why don't you let the fine folks know what's, what you've been playing this past week or so.
1: All righty. Well, um, I have been playing uh, the Switch uh, Lite still. Um, been loving it, loving it, loving it, loving it. Picked up a couple of games. I picked up uh, Damon X Machina, uh... Also picked uh, Rune Factory Four as well as Mega Man uh, ZX and Zero Collection. Um, it was just I'm just loving I'm just loving my uh, my Switch. Uh, I don't know what happened or when it why it changed, but I am absolutely <clears throat> excuse me I'm absolutely loving it and. Um, I have really been playing um a lot of the uh Demon ex machina because it is a um for lack of a better term, it's uh it was well it was done by the people who did um Armor Core and I am absolutely just loving um just, lo- just loving it because I never really played Armor Core. Um and I know that Kevin, you loved it. And so I was just like, you know, okay, I'm going to try this. And then I was watching some gameplay of it that people were, um, people in, oh, where were they, uh, online. Cause so I watched a couple of YouTubers and, and a couple of streamers and they were playing it. And I was just like, oh, this is really cool. And it was funny. Cause I asked, I asked Joe, I was like, Hey Joe, uh, and you, and I was like, Hey, have you ever heard of this, this? And he's just like, yes, sir. I already came out already. And I already have it. And I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> i wasn't trying to shave, but I, was just you know. I know you weren't but it was just kind
1: of funny because i was just like oh okay so i was like let's uh let's go ahead and um um pick it up and so i had already pre-ordered uh, rune factory so i uh went in and i started you know playing it and uh it's been a lot of fun i haven't really got into rune factory yet um it's a very silly game um and I haven't gotten to um, Mega Man yet because that's just a you know a, a collection. I really wanted to try this Armor Core game. I'm uh, sorry, um, uh, Demon X Machina yeah. because I hadn't. I I haven't played a a really good mech game where you can change out your um, the way your mech looks and 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 how your mech performs and stuff in a very long time. You know, and and I I'm a fan of mechs. I'm a fan of mech games. I love being able to um, to change how you look, and and have the mech be I don't know more more powerful. I guess uh, is the right word, but just just changing up how you look. Um, so it's been fun. the 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 game is, I mean, the the story is just you know the normal. Uh, you know silliness of um, of like oh no rogue AIs we have to fight together to you know stop them a meteor no sorry the the moon crashed into the earth and now we have to um, now we have to help out because the moon crashed and and made made certain AIs go rogue and we have to stop them and so you're kind of like okay come on whatever
0: you
1: know, <laughs> <laughs> you know it I mean the I, I'm not playing it. I, I'm not playing it for the story. Is, is all I'm saying? Because the story was just like, wait, what? <laughs> it really was like a, wait, what? What's going on with this story now? So, but uh, so far it's been it's been a lot of fun. Uh, changing your weapons. Um, the, the 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 tutorial seems to be a little bit um a little bit much. Only because they're they're keeping you in um. It takes a long, it takes a bit of a time to get, to get into the, uh, the gameplay only because, um, there's just, cause you have to meet these factions and you have to do all this other stuff. I don't know. I mean, I'm ready. I'm just ready to play the game and to get, and to get to all of the, um, the, uh, what is it called? The, uh, the various different, um, ways of how you can build your, your mech. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. And, um, And it's a four-player game, so we can all play together. So yeah, I'm I'm ready. So if you guys ever want to play, let me know. So um, and then the other game we've been playing is uh, Dauntless. Uh, We've been playing that as our kind of go-to game for game nights, and um, I kind of forgot. Like Dauntless isn't that bad, you know. It's it's a pretty good game. Um, Yeah. It has a lot of it has a lot of meat to it, and and if you're willing, you know, to put time into it, it's not bad.
2: Yeah, um, and then one thing, I mean, it is difficult in a way. I mean, I was trying to solo a monster, and I actually didn't make it. You know, yeah, you me. can't
1: you, you, you can't really solo uh, some of these monsters. Like, you really need you really need the help of your guys, of your folks. You know, well, it's just
2: I was because of the fact that I just wanted to do a quest real quick, gather more materials, and you know, fight the monster, and obviously just gathering the materials was good enough for me, but at the same time, it just shows me that, uh, you know, there is a uh, uh, ramp-up as far as gear in the game that, you know, it's not like it's just a baby Fortnite monster hunter, that there is some difficulty there as well on there, as far as, you know, obviously... And the thing where you duck get out of the way, heal yourself, so on and so forth. So.
1: Yeah, and 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 the thing that's really weird is is you have invincible frames, so so when you when you roll, because like like because like, like in Monster Hunter you roll away from people, you know. In this one, you roll into them, so it's it's very it's just a very interesting place to be when you're when you're rolling into something, because I'm so used to my muscle memory is so used to putting stuff like running away, you know, from people. So, are rolling away from them instead of rolling into them. So, so it's just been interesting, you know, uh, re- redoing that learning curve, but the aesthetics are nice. Um, it's not a, it's not a bad game. So, um, so I, I will continue to, to, to try to play that, you know, and again, this is kind of the, the game that we've been playing. It's been, been sort of our default game that we've been playing. So, um, if you ever decide to join us for, uh, for a game night, um, uh, please, you know, come on in and um, and let us know what game you want to play because most likely we have it. So, um, so uh, Kev, uh, what have you been playing?
0: Uh, I've been playing Monster Hunter. Um, like I said, the the bug kind of bit me, and the um, silver and gold Rathalos were events this past couple of weeks. I and I just. Uh, broke through the my Master Rank 70 cap. Oh, what, excuse me. Hold on. Hey, uh, Joe, why don't you go on ahead and uh, do your your games of the week real quick? Hold on. Okay.
2: Uh, really, I don't have much. Uh, like I said, my work kind of beating me down a little bit, so I did play some Dauntless, of course. And then the other game I've been really concentrating on, it's one of my library Rental Games is Alliance Alive HD Remastered for the PS4 on that. And so this is a 3DS port uh, from a uh, RPG from Fruru. I think I'm, I'm, I'm saying their company name accurately. Probably not. But uh, right now it's, it's like um, like in the beginning stages. I think I'm in Chapter 4 of the game right now. And it's just really easy as far as the gameplay. in the the battling. It's turn-based, of course. So, but, uh, it's been just kind of a relaxing thing for me to play, just to decompress from the stresses and whatnot of work, but, uh, I'm definitely gonna keep plugging away at it. I mean, I think I might have to return it before finishing it, so I'm thinking I might try to either play through the 3DS version that I have, or see if I can get it from the library again, so. On, uh, unfortunately, I would like to buy it, but, uh, you know, right now I'm kind of limited as far as what I can buy I'm kind of holding to my new year's resolution as far as buying so many games a month so and since I have easy access you know either with the 3 d s version or at the library that's why I'm not looking to purchase it you know if I enjoyed enough maybe let'll see maybe I could trade in the three d s version and get the p s four version but uh, um I'm enjoying that quite a bit so and other than that, and I haven't really been playing much, so um, been wanting to get back into the division 2. We'll do that this weekend. So,
1: I mean, that's the hope. Like I have it, and I wanna, I wanna get into it too. So,
2: yeah, no, I'm definitely reading about the uh, expansion coming out, and I'm not gonna buy it right away. Obviously, you have to be up, to, I think, world tier six and uh, level 30, I believe, before you're even able to play the. New season content, so, and I'm planning on starting that bad boy over. So, and if you haven't checked it out, Division Two is currently still on sale. It probably will be on sale until I think Tuesday. On it. it's like uh, what uh, 2.99 on PSN and Xbox Live, and then uh, five bucks retail for the physical version, just in case you want to get the physical disc.
0: So. Okay, that's all you've been playing? That's it. Okay, apologize for that. I had to duck out for a coughing episode. But, like I said, I've been playing um, Monster Hunter, trying to get the gear for the Silver Rathalos, because that's what I need for my in-game elemental builds. And I'm pretty I'm pretty close to getting, having all the materials that I need. I have some uh, guided lands um resource runs to do before I can be able to complete everything but um, and I still have to farm the Silver Rathalos uh, a few more times before I have everything I need um, unfortunately I ran out of time because the, the, the events reset and they pulled the Silver and, and Golden uh, Silver Rathalos and the Gold Rathian uh, off the events list so uh, my, my Master Hunter rank um uh, by the time I had broken that, that shattered that level 70 cap, uh, they, those events were about ready to get to go down. But I was able to at least farm Silver Rath- Rathalos once, and I'll just have to either open him up in the guided lands um, or uh, piggyback off of other people's SOSs <laughs> in order to, to get everything I need, which um, I'll be working on that. Um, my love affair with, uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, I think, is finally done. Aww. Um, yeah, I, you know, I just didn't, um, I didn't even have a desire to go back and, and, and finish the Saiyan Saga. It was just, uh, it, maybe it was Monster Hunter because it took up all of my gaming time, um. Uh, but I think I'm done. And uh, another... Re- I, I know for sure another reason why I'm done is uh, Season 3 just started for Dragon Ball Fighters, And they Season 3, along with uh, introducing Kefla, uh, also introduces some very major changes to the gameplay, i.e. Uh, assist select. So basically... Uh, Dragon Ball Fighters has officially taken Marvel versus Capcom's lunch lunch money, and they <laughs> ain't giving it back. Uh, and the changes that they have made are just absolutely phenomenal. Uh, adding beam assists to characters whose assists did not have you know beam attacks. Um, this mix up also means that we're going to see... I mean, there's always going to be that tier. Uh, These type of games always have a tier. Fighting games in general have a tier. But what what these changes have brought means that characters that people wanted to use but didn't use because their assists were not that good or they just couldn't find that team synergy that they wanted... Are now popping back up in uh, in like tournament runs and uh, online and online runs and uh, I, I I'm I'm definitely going to be getting back back into that game. So I think be- between my my just general initial disappointment with the gameplay with Kakarot and um, season three uh dropping on dragon ball fighters it's like well if i'm going to be playing a dragon ball game i think fighters is the one i need to be playing so um i uninstalled Kakarot, and uh i haven't taken it back yet i'll I'll have to check and see who's running a deal or i'll just hold on to it until a a trade-in promotion uh goes live somewhere with some store and then you're with Amazon or whatever, and then do it then, but...
2: <clears throat> You'd ask your yeah. uh, friend, Trader Joe. Oh, okay. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, right now, they're doing a promo GameStop 20% boost on certain games, So, including mm. Final Fantasy VII Remake, I believe, is one of the games listed, so... Okay. So, I'll let you know. Usually, there's going to be a boost weekend. I don't think the boost weekend happened a couple weeks ago, so that will probably be something to do it towards that weekend
0: so Mm. okay so yeah so that one's gone away as far as the other games that i've been playing i played a little bit of uh uh, zombie army 4 i really like that game
2: oh i Uh, forgot i played that as well. yeah we played that too yeah (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. yeah zombie army 4 i think is uh is really fun um i kind of like the the way you upgrade your weapons and um kind of like the um the overall uh hit the, the the hit zones uh are much better than they were for then in zombie army 3 uh at least on console um, i have zombie army 3 on pc but i've never played it and from what i understand it uh, the pc version doesn't have the issues that the console version does uh so but 4 is great and I've been really I've been really enjoying it so I definitely want to go back to that um, yeah. I was playing the single
2: player too for a little bit and it's just really cool cuz uh all your progress pretty much saves to your character so it's like you're not throwing anything away cuz you can bring the same progress in the single player or other games that you play and bring it forward with any multiplayer that you're playing as well so. and it seems like with mm-hmm.
1: any other also with any other Character too, because you can switch yeah. your characters up too. So if you don't like a certain character you're playing, you can switch to another one. You don't lose any progress.
2: Yeah, nice. I wound up
0: doing that myself. So nice. So there's that, and I'm probably going to. Well, there's two games that I want to try. Uh, one is only on PC, and then there's another one that's on that's on console. The one on console is. Uh, the Kunio-kun uh, collection. So I'll probably wind up picking that game up sometime this weekend. But, and and, and delving into that, so I'll hopefully have a, a report about that game for uh, next week's show. But the other game that I, and I just found out about it, it's been around for a long time, It's called uh, Double Dragon Reloaded. And it's a fan-made Uh, sprite remix of Double Dragon 1 and 2. And what's kind of dope about it is that the the, the theme music has all been arranged. Um, The game is basically a combination of levels from the first Double Dragon arcade game and the second Double Dragon arcade game, as well as some fan-made levels. But was also pretty dope is that they've added eleven different playable characters. Uh, you can play as uh, members of the the gang that you're trying to take out and use them. And they've also included sprites from uh, uh, what was that? It was a uh, WWE tag team or it was, it was um, that that arcade game from the '90s. WrestleFest. rest it might have been yeah, I think it's WrestleFest. It, yeah, I can't remember which one.
2: I think it's WrestleFest.
0: Yeah. And so they threw in those sprites. So you can play as Andre the Giant, Ultimate oh, wow. Warrior, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Excuse me. And it is super it looks super dope. Um so I, I looked into it and uh, I think I going to try and I'm gonna try and download it. I, I don't know exactly how you go about uh, uh, I know you have to download the pack and extract the files. I don't know if you have to have like a, uh, whatever that, that that open source code thing in general already on your PC from what I understand it, there's a, there's an Android version. And there's also a uh, a PC version, a Windows PC version. Um, so I might it even a, try to Is mm-hmm.
2: it a um, emulator basically? Is it from a ROM that you're playing off the like the NES Double Dragon ROM or something? Or No, it's
0: arcade. It, it's a arcade they ROM, use the okay. arcade ROMs, yeah, as as the oh, okay. source. And 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 the name of it, I forget whether what it's called is something ROS or something like that, but um Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. If I have some, if I make some time this weekend, I'm gonna turn on my computer, and try to download that uh, Double Dragon Reloaded. You can't. I believe you can even do uh, online multiplayer, Um, uh, which is, which is kind of interesting. But uh, yeah, I just that uh, a gameplay, a gameplay stream of that just popped up on my YouTube feed. I started watching. I was like. Okay, this looks super dope. <laughs> I need to, I need to, I need to get in on it because I do enjoy, did enjoy Double Dragon, and uh, and it's a, it's one of those fan made ROMs. So you can download it for free, or you can contribute to their their overall project. And I guess the, this group of people are, are working on some other games as well. They're trying to work on a uh, Power Rangers one. Uh, according to their website and I think they're working on a um, almost like a like a fighter's mega mix uh, a 3d fighters mega mix type type emulated fighting game uh, it's like they had like virtual fighter and uh, characters and uh, who else were they they were fighting against some um, uh, like Street Fighter plus Alpha characters, <laughs> so they're they're kind. Okay. Yeah, so they're kind of they're kind of throwing everything into the into into that uh, into that uh, that fan made mix there. So, so yeah, so I'm gonna try and get into that this weekend. But uh, pretty much that's all I've been uh, all I've been messing with game wise, um, and and can, and going hopefully going to be messing with game wise this week. So.
2: And one question for you: Are you buying *Grand Blue Fantasy Versus* coming? I will.
0: Yeah, okay, I will, yeah, I will be.
2: It's out on Tuesday, so.
0: Okay, well, I might just, I might just use Kakarot toward that. There you go. Just, just to be distant.
2: To... <laughs> well, keep in mind. Just I mean, be, just you know, we'll kind of delve into news, but like a lot of games uh, are not available unless you pre-order. So, yeah, <laughs> one thing to keep
0: in mind. So. So, yeah. But, uh, so, our next topic on the do- docket is our news section. So, uh, Trader Joe, are you going to be kicking this this uh, this uh, section off? Of course, yeah. This we week? Have a, uh, well, me and Des are going to be
2: alternating the news this week. So, kind of gives right. us a little breather and we can kind of... Delve into each of our uh, subject items on there. So, and speaking of pre-orders, just like we just talked about right now, uh, my first topic de jour is about the wonderful retail establishment known as GameStop. So, uh, so basically, what's going on with GameStop is that uh, there's a nice big write-up on Polygon.com on there talking about how everything's kind of uh, gone haywire at GameStop. There's a increasing pressure from headquarters to uh, basically up the numbers on there. So, and so uh, they've talked about where um, there's declining sales at GameStop. The stock, it's at a 15 year low right now on that. Uh, and they, Consider it the company's response to its troubles has been to cut costs and uh, shut down underperforming stores on there. Uh, what's been going on lately at GameStop is they're ramping up their tech trades. So, if you notice, if you ever go to a GameStop location, you'll see like signs in front of the store like, Well, buy your phone. And uh, they have gone so far as to um, basically tell their employees to. Um, ask you what type of phone you have. Are you happy with your phone? Would you like (laughs) to trade in your phone? They ask you as far as what carrier you have. And uh, they are told that they have to make at least a said number amount of attempts uh, to talk to their customers to gather this information or they could get written up and fired. And also, too, um, if they don't have a number of... Um, tech trades at the particular location, as well. Uh, they will be subject to disciplinary action and possible firing, as well. So, so they are basically what they said is that these tech trades that they're gathering, uh, they're selling to like foreign countries like China, and uh, they are working on these I guess contracts. So they basically ship the phones off, the tech off and they um, ship them off to who knows where on there, and they're making their money from that. Uh, Obviously, their game trades have lessened quite a bit on there as we get to into this console cycle on there. Um, I know last year they talked about Circle of Life, where basically they had metrics to withhold, and they have ramped that down once that got kind of bad publicity, but they uh, kind of have put the pedal to the metal to try to get some profit going for the store stores out there so and so a lot of times there's a lot of conflict between the employees which do not want to do these hard sell tactics and (laughs) um the corporate structure of gamestop where they're just forcing and pressuring uh this to happen uh, one thing that is causing the problem for these stores, too, is that a lot of their foot traffic is down from the last few years on there. So and they had one quote from a store rep saying that there'd be times where they would go hours between customers coming into the store on there. So, And that their midnight launches now with physical items that they've dropped significantly in recent years. A lot of people are going digital now versus uh, years past. On that and um, another thing to mention that they're kind of you know kind of vilifying Fortnite as being one of the causes of said downturn, saying that uh, some gamers don't even play uh, different games anymore, they just play Fortnite, and just want the V-Bucks on there. So that's why uh, they're saying that as. It stands at the moment that the uh, GameStop is not sustainable, and they're not listening to their employees as far as how to obviously make a uh, good step forward as far as keeping the customers that they do have. Instead, you know, being pressured to upsell and whatnot. So, I could kind of throw my own personal um, like experiences with GameStop, and I know that I know one of the employees I know quite well at my um my home store on there that was he was just desperate to get the uh, the uh game warranty uh because they tack on like if say if you buy a new game for like 60 bucks you'll pay three bucks to protect your disc any scratches and d d d d d and so it's like they act- actually have to get enough game protections in a week or they'll get uh reprimanded as well so so it's just kind of looking kind of dicey for GameStop, and uh, I, I don't know how about what you fellows feel, but do you think that game retail would survive without GameStop, or do you think that yeah. you know, maybe Best Buy, uh, you
0: know, Walmart Target. is still the number one gaming retailer? Yeah, still for physical media, and uh, so I think the I think I think the thing that um, GameStop is kind of like the it's kind of like the liquor store of gaming
2: <laughs> you know because it. they wow. seem to be
0: on every corner you know um you it, it, and I think we we have that in that aspect they've become kind of if, if someone someone says, oh I'm gonna go pick up a game you know your default thing oh they must be going to De- gamestop yeah well no, statistically they're going to Walmart because that's still the number one Uh, a retailer for physical media, um, for for gaming, for physical gaming media, at least the last stats that I saw from like a couple years ago. Uh, So, if GameStop disappears off the face of the planet, people are still going to be buying going to retailers, you know, for games. It just won't be there. Their problem is that they, in my opinion, Instead of it, it the, they just can't, or they just have not been able to find uh, in this modern st- in this modern stage where gaming is a place that actually makes you feel like you're in a gaming store. I know. I mean, it's, it feels like you're in a hot topic whenever you walk into one. If you walk into a GameStop uh, now, as opposed to <clears throat> say from like seven, seven to ten years ago is completely different the focus was games you know and you walk into it now the first like the one over here in river park the first thing you see is a kiosk full of t-shirts mm. you know and it's pops. like yeah pops and, and it's it's like uh, gaming uh, uh gaming adjacent content and instead of gaming now, yeah, obviously, once you walk in there, you see posters and and and, and uh, you know, physical media boxes and all that stuff there. But it just doesn't have that same uh, vibe like like software, et cetera, you know, the, the, the store floor plan for software, et cetera, from back in the day. I used to just enjoy going in there. I mean, granted, I, I was friends with the manager. Uh, what was her name? Uh, Deborah. Deborah. Um, I used to just enjoy going there every week or so, even if I, even if there wasn't something I was looking for, just to hang out. You know, the people that they had working there oftentimes were were either if they weren't necessarily knowledgeable about video games, they were at least interested in video games. You know um if you ask them for a copy of God of War they don't ask you what platform you know they automatically know <laughs> you know um uh, it it's just a number of things that that GameStop corporate has allowed to let slip in attempt to try and stay relevant you know when we when i first started hearing about their problems and all the things that they're trying to do um I thought that at first I was thinking that their corporate approach was just shotgunning all these ideas into the wall and seeing what sticks was actually pretty good. But it didn't take too long with constantly being asked about, you know, buying the disc coverages and asking if i want to pre-order and asking (laughs) if i want to if if you know basically shoving the the pre-order catalog in my face and just there must be something here you want to pre-order it's like no fool i just want to buy this game or whatever i want to do and be on my way
2: yeah yeah those associates if they don't get a number of
0: pre-orders they also get reprimanded as well so yeah you know and i and i get that i get that but It's obvious that the corporate is not taking into consideration what the employees are telling them needs to change. Yeah. You know, typical suit stuff. But yeah, I I think they might be well. I think they might be on their way out.
2: Uh, Uh, They are working on a few things. I know they have some test stores in the Tulsa, Oklahoma area. Mm-hmm. On there, and I read about those, and those are interesting because they want to change it up to where they want to make it like a hub for people to go and play games. So, like they have one particular concept where they have a couple tables set out for um, board games. Uh, they have um, computers in the back that you could rent and play games on on there. That so I was looking at that setup. They had another store in the area too that was mainly focused on retro games. And so they had, like, a number of CRT TVs set up with uh, chairs and everything that you could go and just basically go in and play some NES games, super NES games. And they were looking at the store being more of a hub for gaming. And they had an interview with the guy that was spearheading all these concept stores, and he was basically wanting to say he wanted to have GameStop, these concept stores, kind of be like a mini PAX, a mini E3, where, you know, you could get your... um, Play a game if you want to try a game, you know, be able to check out a game and do it that way. And also just to build a little community with other players and be able to go down and, you know, have tournaments and so on and so forth. And to me, the concept seems kind of cool. You know, it's more focused on gaming. It's less on merchandise, but, you know, it's maybe in a less sales pressure type of situation. Well, they're trying
1: to create uh, an environment you know, and and an experience, which is, which honestly is not a bad idea, you know, Mm -hmm. because they're so corporate minded and so people like, and they're so singular in their focus and the, and unfortunately the, the sales associates are, have to be single in those, in that focus. So it, it makes it hard, you know, for me to go in there because I just know I'm going to get, I'm going to get asked, Oh, you want this? Oh, you want that? And it's like, no, I, I'm I'm good, you know. And so I'm just like, I need to be able to just kind of like go in there, get my stuff, and be like, all right, I'm I'm good. I don't need anything else. Bye. Yeah. You know?
2: Yeah. Um, At least I let know my local store staff. Well, they asked me about, do you want a game warranty? I said, no. Go ask mom and pop. You know, go ask Jane Gamer coming in. <laughs> don't ask me that crap.
0: You know me. <laughs> But you know what? It it might also mean that it it would be time to make GameStop more of a boutique type place, as opposed to the liquor store of gaming. You know, if you're going to have those type of experience stores, you're going to have to, you know, you're going to have to kind of make it make that place special. And part of that is you're going to have to re you know reevaluate your staff you're going to actually have to have staff there that actually either are a interested in gaming be knowledgeable of gaming or see uh both have them working there um and be a being able to provide feedback back to corporate what is trending what people are enjoying about about the store and what They're not, and GameStop corporate being able to maneuver these individual stores in a way that best meets their clientele for that region or for that area.
2: Yeah, they talked about in the Test Market Store article that they're looking at, you know, once leases are up, about shuttering down stores, making a larger, getting leases for larger um, storefronts, if Mm need be, and Mm -hmm. talking about, you know. Talking about how they want. This is, they numerous times in the article talked about that uh, they this is not a, a hail mary or a last ditch effort of any sort. This is just a uh, kind of a test that they wanted to do to kind of think as far as the future of the company and so on and so forth. But
0: yeah. Meanwhile, Moody has devalued their stock to junk. Yeah. Of course, it's not a hail mary. But um, I mean, here, here. But I mean, here's the thing, though, right? If you're old enough to remember gaming. Console gaming's origins. Stores were like that's how gaming stores or or stores that had gaming sections were like. I mean, I can remember going into Jimco's uh, and having seeing there having in televisions and Atari VCSs hooked up to different TVs with different games in them, and you could walk up and try them. You could walk up and try a game. You know, if you wanted to, if you if you saw this, ooh, what's this Night Stalker game all about? You could ask someone, and they would put the game in the in the console for you and let you play it. I mean, that's how uh, uh, brick and mortar stores that had uh, gaming uh, uh, sections in them used to be, and maybe it's time for for that for that whole system to reset and go back to those roots, you know, where gaming is the focus, you know, but you either, like I said, in, in this day and age, you're either going to have to have people who are either knowledgeable about gaming or have an interest in gaming, uh, or pr- preferably both. And, you know, the, 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 the folks that they typically have in there, uh, unfortunately, uh, they may be interested in gaming, but I don't know if I, I don't know if it's, you know, how big of the interest they really have. You know, it's a job. Yeah. And it's a it's a minimum wage type job. And, you know, you know, I'm just here to do my my six hours and I'm out type of thing. And so that definitely has to change.
2: Uh, there's some staff that's really hardcore gamers. I know the few, at least uh, certain stores, I've gotten in conversations about, so I know. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah <laughs> you know, I think there's people. Yeah, that, but that's kind of like
0: seeing want. a unicorn in the forest. You uh-huh. know, at least in my, in my, in, in, in my dealings with them, you know, I already know what I'm looking for when I go in there, so I don't need their help. But you know, sometimes if you like, kind of listen to the conversations that some of these guys have in the stores with people who have legitimate questions and the answers that sometimes they get. You know, it, it's like, uh, you know if, I know, if someone's coming in and asking for The Last of Us, why are you asking them what platform <laughs> well, they want it on? That stuff.
2: Yeah, of course. You know, I have gone in sometimes where a guest is asking a question to uh, an employee, and I wind, wind up answering it and telling them a little bit more than what the associate... Can tell, but that's kind of funny a, actually. <laughs> the associates that do care, I mean, I've gotten the conversations about like Senren Kagura with a GameStop associate and stuff. So, so I talk about just like random off the wall like gaming things or talk about the PSO2 beta and so on and so forth. So, so there's, there's associates that do care, there's other associates that you know didn't know anything, especially if it, uh, you know, I mean, there's this one manager at the one. The other way from my house, here that uh, you know, she just tries to lay on her sexiness too thick and pressure me in the pre orders, and I'm like, Nope,
0: <laughs> nope, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's yeah, funny. I mean, stuff like that, you know, yeah. that, that there's no need for that type of you know, that teasing. You know, Yep. Jiggle, jiggle your boobs on 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 Twitch channel on a gaming Twitch channel like the rest of, like the rest of them do. If that's what you're gonna do, you know, so it, you don't need to bring that that type of attitude to the retail space. It's...
2: Yep. What were you gonna say, Des? I know you're gonna say something. So
1: no, I said that's like they don't need to do that. You know.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, one thing since this article came out, there was another thing that came out this past week, but uh, they have laid off. Um, as many as 10 district managers on there. So uh, yeah. GameStop had this past week. So, uh, two sources sold, told Polygon that managers that were previously tasked for handling around a dozen stores are now handling more than 20 on there. So they have to like hustle and do more, mm. uh, outlay as far as their uh, districts are concerned. So, so the district manager is uh, typically similar to an innovative business entrepreneur and owner and leaders of their district's performance development strategy. So, and in fact, uh, the the sure. old old manager of my home store actually was applying to be a um, district manager up in the Bay Area in your neck of the woods, and they eliminated the Bay Area district manager's position. So so he's not getting that position. Womp womp. So, Sorry, I guy. Know. It's the guy that helped you that one time yeah. when you were in town too. So that sucks. I know, but yeah, we'll have to see how GameStop rolls. Um, they're surmising because of these uh, district managers being fired and having more district managers having more stores, is that they're going to have more subsequent closings? So we'll have to see what happens with all that business. So, mm. all right, Des what's what's the first news story you got to bring to the table, sir?
1: Well, it looks like unfortunately there's another casualty to the uh, COVID-19, or uh, better known as the coronavirus, as uh, the uh, GDC has announced that it it is actually um, not going to take place this year. Uh, and they released a statement basically saying, uh, "This is what they said after closing after close consultation with our partners in the gaming development industry and community around the world." We made the difficult decision to postpone the game developers conference this march having spent the past year preparing for the show with our advisory boards speakers exhibitors and event partners we're generally upset and disappointed not to be able to host you at this time we want to thank all of our customers and partners for their support open discussion and encouragement as everyone has been reminding us great things happen when the community comes together and uh connects at gdc for this reason we fully intend to host gdc event later later in the summer we will be working with our partners to finalize the details and we'll share more information about our plans in the in the coming weeks and of course for more information you can definitely check their frequently asked questions i i guess so but yeah i mean uh according to this article from dual shockers i mean the constellation the cancellation seemed to be inevitable given how everyone pretty much was was pulling out of of the conference sony and facebook dropped out kojima dropped out um and then a whole bunch of uh and microsoft uh i guess was the was the oh and epic games uh was was basically the biggest things uh uh was the biggest thing really kind of like was like you know the crazy craziness and then you know also pax east which is going on uh which is uh which I think's happening either now or last weekend, depending on when you're depending on when you're with listening to this. They also saw numerous last minute withdrawals, uh, such as Sony and, and Square Enix's, uh but we all knew that already. So, I mean, I think it's great that they're that, that, that they are thinking that they're want to do this at a later time. I think that's fantastic. Um, but yeah, I'm not surprised with people basically uh circling the wagons and hunkering down uh until this kind of blows over uh that they're not going to want to you know expose pot uh a possi- uh, their, their staff to a possibility of, of this happening um, one thing that I think is the one good thing that w- one good thing that we can take about this is that you know people now will be working on those games hopefully instead of traveling you know to, to various different conferences so what are your guys thoughts of this uh, And and if this doesn't seem to blow over as soon as everyone hopes it will I mean will we see other you know other cancellations I mean obviously I think we will uh we still have a whole bunch of other different packs packs is coming up we have e3 so it's like if this is just the the beginning of 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 major cancellations like i'm really kind of like thinking that this might be the year that everyone just stays home you know what are your guys thoughts
0: e3 may be in question yeah um yeah i saw a tweet from um Oh gosh, he's one of the IGN guys. Uh, when when this announcement came through, and he was like, you know, he was legitimately, uh, legitimate saying, "Hey, you know, we may be living in a time where E3 gets canceled. This is, you know, this is serious." Um, so yeah, you know, it it's very, it's it's very concerning. And I mean, when you start and think about it, how so many people get sick. At these places, at these conventions, even when there is no, uh, you, know, <laughs> well,
1: it, yeah, outbreak, it, you know, well, they call it horrible disease. they call it. You know, they call it the 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 con crud or convention crud. Yeah, so so, yeah, if, so... If, if your thought is you're going to go there and get sick anyway, you know, this kind of just makes it like like oh you know huh I'm going to go there I'm going to get a little sick you know no it's like I could go there and I could fucking die it's like come yeah. on
0: <laughs> like that's a big difference. Yeah, yeah, you know, so, or, you know, maybe everybody is just so terrified of this, the power of the Series X that that wow. they're just staying home. <laughs> wow, really, Kev? You know, I, well, I mean, it's, <laughs> really it's Kev? I mean, that's what, that's what some of the folks out there are saying, <laughs> that this console Ugh. is so powerful and, 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 and is about to revolutionize everything that people are just freaking quaking even Microsoft themselves are quaking at the power of the Series X, that they're canceling, you know, events and not going to places. You know, obviously I'm being facetious. That's uh, I, I see this fanboy fodder that comes up in my timeline and I just can't help but laugh. It's like, you know, we're, we're taking a, a serious, a, a serious uh, uh, health concern, health matter uh, world. Nate, you know national medical associations across the globe. CDC is giving out all these warnings, but no, everybody's canceling this stuff because of you know teraflops. You know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> according,
2: according to the President Trump, it's a democratic hoax.
0: So. Oh Why? well, you, see, you have to bring that
2: you up. You have to bring <laughs> that up. <laughs> Why? Between Why the
0: Dems, the Dem, <laughs> Sony, they all got together and had this uh, massive uh, uh, conspiracy meeting. Uh, uh, this is all to thwart the Series X launch. So and I, Donald, I, I Donald see Trump. it. And yeah. Donald Trump and Donald Trump's re-election. I see it now. It, it's, it's crystal clear, man.
2: It's we're as, ma- it's as crystal a- clear as
0: the meth in my pipe it's just wow, wow. <laughs> Amy Vessels you hear it first
2: we've drawn the lines between Xbox Series X and Donald J Trump so. uh,
1: okay guys <laughs> <laughs> we're officially out of control whomp, right I know uh, I personally think it's again no actually I already said my piece Joe what do you got to say
2: uh, it's just, it's going to be, uh, step by step, uh, event by event, uh, progress as far as to see what happens. I know according to some people, the spread of this disease might not be, or, or the, uh, COVID virus might not be as much in the spring and summertime in the warm period on there, at least in our, uh, northern hemisphere. So I don't know whether we'll have to see how it goes in the next few weeks. Um, couple months E3 is in June so obviously we're only at the end of February so well it's just how see how everything goes there's the first confirmed death from the COVID uh, 19 virus in Washington State so see you know whether we see more people pass away or see how well this is contained on there so I mean, just to read that they only have a certain amount of test kits in California, no test kits in the state of New York, it's just um, kind of disconcerting. So we'll see how everything kind of rolls. Take it from there. I always thought, you know, why even have E3 at a physical place? They could bring all the game demos to the store marketplaces, have your um, keynote events, and leave it at that. So
1: and That takes too much time, though. People don't want to do that.
2: Oh, I would love E3 to actually just make E3 come to GameStop, you know, basically just put up the kiosk at every GameStop.
1: What is wrong with um, you? They know we're going to do that. I know. I, know. I mean, it, although it would bring people to the, it would bring people to the, um, to the stores. So that's good. Yeah. And, uh, and then, then they can all sit down and try to get you to buy stuff. There you go. You know, get you to try to pre-order stuff. Hey, you know, you want this. You know you need it. See this scratch disk? <laughs> you can protect it for a year for only $2. Uh so again, you know, it it is it is a sad you know thing that 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 they had to cancel, but I do believe, you know, it is I believe it is for the best because um we got to protect ourselves. You know, the stuff yeah. the stuff is is kind of getting out of hand, so, you know, if you take anything away from this, just be careful out there. You know, wash your hands and and normal, normal uh, pre- prevention uh, or the normal precautions that you would take to prevent the common cold or flu is what you would need to do this for this. And you just need to take it seriously. That, that's that's mm-hmm. the only thing you know because everyone else is so. Mm-hmm. So that's all I got for uh, for a GDC. So I'm throwing it back to
2: you, Joe. What's up? All right. We talked about platinum games last episode about their. Um, project there are four things that they're going to announce and so uh, they obviously blew the lid off the wonderful one-on-one kickstarter on that that's available pre-order now at other gaming establishments you don't have to go to kickstart that thing anymore it's up at the retail establishments for pre-order they announced a new project called project gg it's uh, directed by uh, Hideki Kami- Kamiya, and uh, it's supposed to be the final part of the Hero Trilogy. which started with Beautiful Joe and connected with Wonderful 101 on there. Uh, this was the Famitsu Magazine blowout on there. Uh, they happen to have a tr- trailer online, that, which we all watched on there, but it definitely looks like uh, more inspired by Ultraman on there, so... So, in uh, basically it was, if you understand, Beautiful Joe is basically a common writer. Wonderful 101 was Super Sentai, which is like Power Rangers. And now Project GG features a giant hero like Ultraman on there. Uh, Itsui Inyaba said that Project GG's game in genre is similar to something, action, something. So and you could guess and fill what the two words will be surrounding action. He said, overall, the game will not solely focus on the action genre. Uh, The director, Kamiya, also mentioned that Project GG will betray the fans' expectations in a good way, and it's a challenge to do something uh, that Platinum Games have never yet done on there. They also mentioned that they're going to release Project GG on all existing platforms as well. So uh, the project's in early stages of development, and they will fully set up the game's development team after finishing the planning phase, around 15 people are currently working on it, but they uh, will open a new studio in Tokyo to recruit and increase the team to about 100 employees on there. And they also mentioned in an interview that they mentioned companies other than Tencent, which recently made an investment in Platinum Games, uh, um, approached them on there, but all these propositions would have affected their independence, so they wind up uh, declining all these deals. So might have been a reference to the fact that microsoft tried to purchase them so uh this last year on that and then they have one more announcement to make as part of the four announcements on there so we'll have to see what this last announcement is going to be from platinum games but uh, like the trailer myself uh we really don't know much it's like a, a, a minute and a half trailer or so but uh, I'm interested to see what type of new game type that they're going to be uh, playing around with. Uh, what's your guys' impressions of the trailer for um, Project GG? I'm here for it. Bring me
1: bring me this now. <laughs> I am a huge Ultraman fan. I was a huge fan of Beautiful Joe. I thought it was great. I did not play Wonderful 101, unfortunately, as I, did. I never got uh, a, um, Wii a Wii U, so I never played it. Um, and from, what, and from what Kevin was talking about earlier, and he might go into this a little bit in detail if he wants to, I guess it was a little bit of, um, weirdness with the, uh, with the control scheme for, for, for the Wii U. So I'm kind of happy maybe I missed that. Um, I'm excited for it. I'm going to buy it. My, um, I think Joe had said, uh, earlier before we started recording that, um, it's coming out those old games, beautiful Joe and wonderful one one are coming out for, for next gen consoles. I am super excited for that. That's uh, for
2: beautiful Joe, sir. Sorry to interrupt. No, no wonderful one 101? one wonderful one ones go beautiful Joe. No, that's a Capcom joint. So oh,
1: Capcom. that sucks so bad. Okay. Well, wonderful One I'm going to get to play. I, I was hopeful for beautiful Joe because that, I think that is an underweight, underrated gem, uh, And I would love to to play that again, Um, but I I'm I'm probably going to get Wonderful One Hundred One when it is released, Um, and I'm definitely going to get this. I am an old school Ultraman fan. I used to go to conventions and and buy Ultraman bootlegs. I have my favorite Ultraman uh, is Ultraman Ace. Uh, So yeah, I I am here for it. Bring me this game now. uh kev what are your thoughts
0: uh yeah the trailer definitely uh piqued my interest obviously we won't want to it's early in development so yeah. there's no gameplay to see but you know um uh, it, it, if you guys remember what was that what was that game i think it was on playstation 2 uh, in which you played like a like a kong-like character and a and uh uh, Godzilla-like character. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's Rampage? That yeah, Rampage. No, it wasn't Rampage. I'm just messing it with was, uh, It was... Destroy All uh, Monsters. Yeah, yeah. Um, what was it called? Destroy All, Destroy Monsters? Oh, all Monsters. I was just messing yeah. with
2: you with the with the Rampage. <clears throat> but,
0: you know, now, that and was a
2: uh, David Jaffe joint, I think, or I remember so.
0: Yeah, it might have been. And, and it's like, I... Something like... And that game was really fun. I enjoyed the heck out of that game. So, you know, something with... Uh, you know, action mechanics where you're, you know, a giant Ultraman-looking dude fighting kaiju. I'm, I'm, I'm in, I'm in for that. You know, um, and you know, it looks like Platinum Games has put themselves in a good place where, where they can really not worry about these um, license games, these rushed license games to pay the bills, uh, and they can put every every project that they work on. They have the time and the money. It looks like to really put to like they're going to be able to put forth the type of effort that uh, you know games like uh, you know like Bayonetta and Near uh, um, <clears throat> uh, Automata, you know the type of love that those games had had. They can put that into these other pro. They have, now have the resources to put that type of love into uh, these upcoming projects as well. So I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what what drops.
2: Uh, just to correct myself, the game was called War of the Monsters. Is that the one you were thinking of, Kip?
0: It might have been. It the whole thing was kind of based off like a like a '50s movie, yeah, campy movie type thing. Yeah, yeah, that, that is the, the game. And in fact, it, uh it's on
2: PS4 as a PS2 on PS4 remaster. So, ooh, um, so might have so to pick that up. It is available to play on your PlayStation 4, if need be. So. On there, it's one of those you know where it it just it's just using emulation. It's not a remaster or anything like that, but Mm -hmm. still, be kind of kind of cool to maybe check that out in anticipation of this other game. So, yeah, it's 9.99 on the PlayStation Store at the moment. So,
1: okay, I but I all I know is I am um, ready for this game. So,
2: put it in your veins.
1: Yes, I'm ready. Let's do this.
2: All right. Well, what you would be ready for des is your next news story. So, uh,
1: yes, and my next news story coming from uh Dual Shockers is uh is a okay. So uh, I'm I'm trying to gear up to put a positive spin on this as uh Paul WS positive
0: about this. I. I <laughs>
1: As Paul W S Anderson's upcoming Monster Hunter movie, uh, they released the posters at PAX East. It stars Mila Jovovich of Resident Evil fame or infamy, and uh, Tony Jaa, who was fantastic as Ombach. So I'm excited for Tony Jaa because I loved his movies. Uh, I love his movies, and I've seen most of his movies, and he's a fantastic action star. Who needs to get much more love in the states? However, I really wish it wasn't. In, I really wish he had done a different vehicle besides this movie. So they released two posters. One is of Mila Jovovich uh, standing with a with a great sword on her shoulder, and uh, you know her back is to the camera. She's turning and facing it. And then the second one is of Tony Shaw holding a, a, a bow and arrow, the bow. So the 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 aesthetics of the poster look good. I think they have the weapons down, although I think the great sword should be a little bigger. But that's just me. But I think Tony Zhao looks amazing. Um, so, um, an original. Okay, so originally the the, the story was supposed to be uh, a portal opens up and uh, to the to our world, and um, and a Rathalos flies out. And Tony Jaa comes to our world to stop it. Uh, but I guess in this one, again, I, I might be different. I might be remembering it wrong. In this one, the the, the plot for the story is that Mila Jovic instead falls through a portal to the Monster Hunter world, and she has to team up with Tony Jaa in order to stop an invasion um, into uh, Earth. I have no idea how these portals are opening up. Uh, if you've watched that old show, uh, it was an old British show called Primeval, in which weird time tunnels were opening up and dinosaurs were coming out. Is this what we're gonna have? I I don't know. I think that I think that plot point is is absurd and doesn't need to be there. Why can't Mila Jovis just be uh, a a rookie hunter and Tony Jaw is a seasoned hunter and then they go on a hunting adventure? I mean, that's hey, I just wrote your plot. Make that movie instead of this <laughs> bullshit. I don't know. It just, it seems so sad. Like, I, I'm just, like, I really want this movie to be good. But, however, you know, Paul W.S. Anderson does not have a really good track record. I mean, he doesn't, you know. And and I'm just really kind of worried, you know, given his pedigree. I mean, he's made tons, tons of, of video game-based movies, uh, Resident Evil being the most popular and he also made the original Mortal Kombat. Both of them, actually. Um he did DOA Dead or Alive. Which Dead Or Alive is <laughs> what? I'm just laughing about Dead or Alive. I so. mean, it's I mean, if you watch that if you watch that inebriated or if you watch that with a whole bunch of friends and you tear it to shreds, then it's a great movie. But other than that, um it's just uh So So the movie's gonna be released. Uh, September 4th, and I, I I don't know. I I am, I, I am, I uh, I mean, I'm glad that it's bringing, you know, exposure to Monster Hunter as a franchise and and a, and a world, but I don't know if they want this kind of exposure. I don't know. I don't know. I'm really, I know people say, you know, you haven't seen the trailer yet. You don't know what you're talking about, blah, 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 this and that. And I'm like, or, or you know, you're being cynical. I'm like, that's fine. But given the track record of this director, Oh, you know, I really don't know. So, so, um, yeah, uh, what, uh, I I kick it to you guys. (laughs) I I mean, I don't know what to say. It's like, I really want to like this movie. Like I really wanted this movie to be like something that I could stand up and be like, you know, yes, monster hunter and get super like pumped and excited about, but
2: Ooh, i don't know y'all i really don't know. I don't know about the poster i mean there's no monsters in the poster either which is crazy unless of course the joke online is that oh look look for the lucent narga kuga look for the two little eyes in the background
1: <laughs> people are just stretching it like people are, <laughs> y'all or y'all need to stop because you're y'all are being silly so i don't
2: know uh, to me it's just i, I hope it's good but <laughs> you know I just hope it's bad like, you know, Street Fighter the movie or something and you know it's going to have some like sl- super slow-mo like, you know, action sequences.
1: <laughs> lots of lots of jumping in slow motion.
2: Yes, of course. Yeah. You
1: know, we're probably only going to see one monster. It's going to be a Rathalos and then that's it. You know. But I mean, but again, who knows? This 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 shit may be super bomb and we're like, "Oh my god, this is amazing." Wow, yeah. you know. Um I doubt that, seriously. Um but who knows? Who knows? Uh Kev, <laughs> what are your thoughts, my friend?
0: This is going to be trash. Why are we even why are we even Why are we even trying to 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 to, to come up with an excuse of how some sliver of redemption is going to come from this man? I mean, it's like it's it's, it's it <sighs> There's nothing you have. This is the perfect. This is the perfect storm for trash. I'm sorry. It is. And I mean, and I don't blame the actors. Hey, Bentley's got to be bought. You know, mansion notes need to be paid. Hey, you do what you do to stack your paper. But let's be real. There is nothing of any good that's going to come from this. And, you know, I'm sure Capcom got a nice little check from the movie studios putting this out, so kudos to them. The actors are getting paid. Hey, kudos to them. But this is gonna be trash, bro. I mean, let's 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 not let's not let's not sugarcoat let's not sugarcoat it. We're trying to we're 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 trying to put Splenda on a turd and try to come we, we really try to make something
1: relevant. We <laughs> really are. Of it. So. We really are. Um, we really are. Um, uh, mm, mm. so so Joe has this uh thing which is really cool. It's like like five dollar movies, and I might have to do that and get like a five dollar movie pass for this to see it. Because I'll go see
2: it on I do know Tuesday. Uh, I think there's five buck movies here on Tuesdays. Yeah, so, I'm gonna
1: have know. to drive down. We can go see it on a five buck Tuesday because. There's no way in hell I'm spending full <laughs> my heart no. No no no. No, 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 no. <laughs> it is not that kind of party, y'all. Nope.
2: <laughs> nope
1: to the no no no. No. To the to the hell no.
2: Hell no to the no No no
1: no. Peace peace go to him because he's no longer with us, but he knows what's up. So, no. Um and again for all y'all who who are like super listen, all of our listeners who are super like into it and they feel it's going to be fantastic, yes, more power to you. Give it let all. Us your, know. Give it all your money, you know. Mm. Yeah. But
2: uh, if you already have the poster in in your uh, game room, call, you know, let us know gamingvessels. <laughs> yeah. At @gmail.com.
1: Yeah, let us know.
2: Defend yeah. Paul W. Anderson's directorial career. <laughs> w. S. Anderson,
1: don't get him twisted.
2: Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. The
1: other, the other, the other one is a much better director. so okay. So that's all I got for this.
2: I mean. All right, that's fine. Let uh, me transition to the next story, sir. Yeah, let's go. All right, and it, unbeknownst to us since our last episode, uh, Phil Spencer has came out and revealed the. Final specs, the uh, more specifications for the next generation Xbox Series X wow. Ooh. on there. So, it um, states that players are expecting next generation games to set new standards in graphical power and processing speed, which will be defined in innovative leaps in GPU, CPU, and storage technology. On there, so they stated that the Xbox Series X is a next generation custom processor leveraging AMD's latest Zen 2 and RDNA 2 architectures. On there, they also have variable rate shading, which will allow developers to prioritize individual effects on specific game characters or important environmental objects rather than using GPU cycles uniformly to every pixel on the screen. On there, so they also have ray tracing. And uh, SSD, uh, they are going to be supporting a quick resume feature, which will be able to um, basically go in and out of games on multiple titles on there. I know that's a capability right now on the Xbox One X and PlayStation consoles that you could you know, basically go out to the menu and not have to save a game per se, but you're able to do on multiple games on the Xbox One. Xbox Series X. See, I'm getting confused about the the console name already here. So, uh, also they silly. have partnered <laughs> with TV manufacturers and HDMI form to deliver HDMI 2.1 innovation on there. So, and there's gonna expect low auto latency mode and variable refresh rate to be present on with the Xbox Series X on there. And then with that said. With these technologies, they will also support up to 120 frames per second on there. Uh, they also have talking about what they call smart delivery. So what they're wanting to do with smart delivery is that you buy one game on the Xbox platform and the games are going to be supported on your Xbox Series X. So if you buy Halo Infinite uh, on Xbox one, you're able to play that same Halo Infinite on your Xbox Series X without having to pay any more additional costs. That you'll have a patch for your Series X to be able to play at the highest fidelity. Uh, they also said that other third parties will opt into having their games playable uh, across the entire Xbox um, As far as marketplace, and so um, I know that uh, CJ Project Red announced that Cyberpunk, if you buy Cyberpunk 2077 on Xbox, that you'll be able to play it on your Xbox Series X without having to pay any additional costs on there. So, So there's a lot of stuff here, but obviously they've got this out. They're kind of throwing the power specs out on this um they haven't talked about games so we don't know what's going on game wise but uh uh, right now it's looking like a good good piece of kit and it's just you know you gotta you know dance and see what games are going to be coming out for this that are exclusive to make all these specs kind of worth it you know and i've seen a lot of uh You know, back and forth on Twitter and other areas where, you know, it's obviously you want to talk specs solely. Obviously, you're going to say, oh, this is better than this. We don't really know a lot about the PlayStation 5 as much to see how this is going to compare, whatnot. I just thought to mention it on our show at least and see as far as what you guys feel about all these announcements as far as specs and uh, smart delivery is the main thing because. You know, if I'm going to buy this thing, I just want to know if I buy one game it's available, you know, all throughout the platforms and whatnot. And uh, there's there's an interesting article, too, on Digital Foundry that talks about as far as what they're planning on doing with this uh, system, whether they're going to have, like, maybe possibly Xbox One games having, like, better fidelity on the Xbox Series X. So it's kind of interesting to think if they're going to use that for that purpose, but... Uh, What are you guys' feelings, if any, about all this information coming out?
1: I'll let you go. I'll let you start, Kev, because I really have none. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I'm not a graphics person. You know, I like to play games. I don't really, you
2: know. I know. If you just say that, it doesn't doesn't really matter to you. I mean, it's like it seems like now it's more of a thing where you have an Xbox One in your household under your TV, gaming TV. And it's like, you know, the way it stands right now, you should be able to play all the games that they release for the Xbox Series X because it's going to play back and forth between the platforms on there. So unless you're looking to, you know, play at the super high greatest fidelity on there, um, you know, it is what it is. So
1: Yes. It's what Joe said.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, How about I- you, Kev? I mean the 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 specs are great. We yeah. heard great specs about this the the One X. I have a One X, and the only thing I use it for is to play Ninja Gaiden One and Two. That that's it. Um, I mean, you gotta hit me with you gotta hit me with some games. I understand that studios have been acquired uh, under Microsoft Game Studios. But from what I've seen so far with Battle Toads and Bleeding Edge, uh, I am and and Honey, I Struck the Black Family, whatever that game is going to be, <laughs> um, I I'm sorry, I am I am not enthusiastic about what I'm seeing. I'm not. Um, I'm seeing a lot of studios that are going to be filling Game Pass with uh, content. That is going to be. Hey, I'm already a Game Pass subscriber, but eh, I wouldn't have bought this game. But hey, I got it for free. Type. I see that those type of games. A lot of those games. Um, you know, um, I I think from a from a from a spec wise, the thing is great, but you know, I'm I'm just going to have to see some some actual. Some actual in enticing games, and you can say, "Well, third party, you know, I can play third party anywhere, you know." And and let's let's be honest. I mean, the, the, it's the same the, the, the same thing now. While these twelve teraflops sound impressive, I think I think I heard that the 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 ten eighty Ti I think is at ten and a half or eleven and i think the 2080 is at 13 or something like that by the time these new consoles drop uh both uh nvidia and i also think amd are going to have G- new gpus on the market that are going are going to to trounce what these consoles are doing so if it's the power game that we're going to play again just remember pc is always going to have that edge so when we're talking about consoles, we're talking about content. Content is king when it comes to consoles. What content does your box have that makes it stand out against the competition? Oh, but I forgot, uh, Sony and, Micro- and Nintendo are not Microsoft's competition anymore. I forgot that. Um, so, I mean, you know, I've had the One X since it launched. Granted, I didn't pay for it. I got it for free. But I've had this thing since it's launched. And the only game that I will be playing on it, new, that looks even how... It looks fantastic. But it is, is Ori and the Will of the Wisps. That is the only game that has been available from a, from a first party, from a Microsoft first party that has spoken to me on any level since this that console's been on the market. And I don't care if this thing has 80 teraflops, you know, running at 5.3 gigahertz with 64 uh, 64 quadruple an- cores. <laughs> if y'all ain't got no games that I care about, it it's not going to do me any freaking good. So you know the only thing I can say is for those who who, who like Microsoft's uh, first party uh, options and what they've got coming, seemingly have coming down the pike Halo force of gears if that's you, if that's your thing hey more power to you this is definitely you're definitely going see uh, uh, see something from from this box but if you want to, if you're like me and you want something diverse, I look at what Sony can do on one, with 1. 1.8 teraflops, which is the base PS4's uh, graphics power. Last of Us 2, based off the 1.8 teraflop GPU. Ghost of Tsushima, based off the 1.8 teraflop. Both those games, let alone Horizon Zero Dawn, God of War, Spider-Man, all these other first-party games that have come out, All of those trounce what is available anywhere for from first party. I'm saying I'm and I'm talking PC exclusive PC content, Xbox content, Nintendo content from a graphics and I would say and I would say even a a gameplay uh, perspective. And I granted all that stuff is is subjective, but you know, show me what you can do. With your power, the power of your box, that's what's going to get me interested. And, you know, waiting for a third party to to carry the carry that water for you and hitting me with bleeding edge and 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 battle toads and and saying, hey, it's part of a service. Be happy. No, Mm-mm. I will hold on to my my one X and I will enjoy my Ninja Gaiden series and my uh, 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 Ori and uh, Ori and the Will of the Wisp. And you know, holler at me when you get some good games. That's 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 really the only thing I can say to this. Well, games that speak to you. So, well, I, I was I'm sorry, but Battletoes looks like trash. It, it, it that's not a good game. I, 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 you know, I. It's not out yet, though. So. Yeah, it's do. not out, but well, I've seen the gameplay. It looks horrible. Uh, Ori looks fantastic. Um, and I, and I played and enjoyed the first Ori game. So, but. Just you know, for that to be the only game. That is worth having the the one X Four is just is just ridiculous. And like I said, if I would have paid for this console, I would have gotten rid of it a long time ago. But because I got it for free, you know, it, it, it's kind of, you know, why not have it? You know, maybe yeah. something of interest will 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 come out on the box. So oh, well, mine, too. I know. mean, I have Game Pass. I do
2: go on the platform from time to time. There's some indie stuff stuff I wouldn't have normally because of my uh, New Year's resolution, I don't buy a lot of smaller titles. So it's good that they're gonna add that to games pass and, uh, and have a pass basically to play those games if need be on there. so mm-hmm. uh, but uh, you know I've already had a game library curated by the games I purchase. I don't need games pass, nor well, yeah it's just it's an additional aside, you know for yeah. me so
0: And the smart delivery thing, you know, I still say if your game is is being is still being hampered by the previous generation hardware you're not fully exp- you're not fully expressing the power of that box I'm I'm I, you know I'm I, I just don't see how I don't I just don't see how you are you're talking when we're talking about games that are going to be built from the ground up to utilize these new SSDs to utilize these uh, new, uh, these more powerful CPUs and GPUs. And you're going to then tell me that, hey, you're going to still be able to play this. Well, you know, they've already told us that we're not going to see Series X from the ground up games for the next two years. You know, it, it, I, I just don't see how that, how that. Why you know what what is the reason for even buying next gen, if well, you, you're going if you're going to bottleneck it with last gen tech, the games have to run on that you know.
2: One thing to keep in mind too, Kev, is that there's at least one third party to come out and state that uh, they are going to be releasing all of their games on both PS4, PS5, and Xbox and Xbox Series X. On there. That was Square Enix that made that statement, at least for the next few years, they said. So
0: Yeah, but those are for games that were probably started development on this yeah. current on this current hardware. I mean, I mean we're we're running, we're gonna be what almost eight years in by the time these new boxes drop. So yep. yeah, that makes sense because those games were developed with those core boxes from this generation in mind. Yep. I would I I would expect that, but When you're telling me from your first party studios, hey, don't expect anything to really take advantage of this new hardware for the first two years after this box drops, Um, that really doesn't endear me to want to buy your product. And I would say the same thing for Sony. If they come out and they say, hey, you know, Horizon Zero Dawn 2 is going to run on your base PS4 and your PS4 Pro, you know. Yeah, well, you know, holler at me when you get some games that are gonna be are gonna be running on that base on on on, on that on that new hardware spec. You know, gotcha. let then let me know then, then I'll go out and buy your box because I'll have a reason to do it at that point. Otherwise, I'll just hang on to the boxes I already got.
1: Well, yeah. speaking of though, um, I, I I don't know, you know, personally, I will not be buying a new Series X. I just won't. And I think, um, Kevin, you brought up a lot of really good, really good points about it, especially since people will be developing for both, um, you know, because I, I don't think the, uh, PS4 is going to be a dead system for a while. So, and I know that some people are going to be doing, are going to be releasing games for both systems, uh, whether it's, um, the new, uh, PS5 or the, or the, um, uh, Xbox Series X, so there just doesn't seem to be any urgency uh, to to buy these, um, especially now, and and if if and if in it, on Xbox, if you can still play the games via your um, your uh, your Games Pass then I don't see the reason to upgrade unless they are exclusive to the new system. So if, if these new games come out, you know, simultaneously these Microsoft first party games or whatever, whatever curated library they have, if it comes out for both series X and for their, their, their Xbox pro or whatever, or Xbox series X, then there seems to be no reason because you'll have access to those games regardless, you know, with, with your, with your subscription. So yeah, it, it just
2: depends on the fidelity of the said games. So.
1: Yeah, but but like, I would love to have like or do some research. You know, my job is in you know research, public health research. So I would love to basically just do research and see like how many of how many of the gamers you know get wet for like super hardcore you know graphics and stuff like that, or who are people who are more like me who just want to play the game and it looks good, you know, because. For me, uh, better graphics or super high def, you know, this or that and stuff like that—that has that never been a uh, a big selling point for me. So that's why I, I I wonder how many people are are like me versus how many people are these super, you know, hardcore, you know, graphics folks. You know, I would love for someone to do some. You know, to do some um, information, or find some information about that. So if you're out Valve there, Valve does
0: that. Who does that? Valve does that. Valve. Okay. There, well, you can. I need to look um,
1: that up then because yeah, I really Valve does know. that
0: because they they uh, have curated the data from everybody that downloads their games, and they get some kind of way they get an image of the specs that most of their games that are downloaded from Steam run on. And I want to say that the typical, the typical PC gamer runs at 1080p, um, and their graphics cards are kind of hovering around that GTX 960 uh, to 980 range. Um, so definitely not the, the super 32-gig, you know, 2080 Ti uh, SSD-type, you know the high-end PC because that—that's what what most gamers, PC gamers, are running uh, systems that are hitting displays at 1080p with uh, the focus being frames. They want they want those they want those frames. And you can get that straight off of uh, Web uh, Valve's uh, Steam site. Yeah. They they you can look that stuff up, and that that they update it fairly yeah. pretty frequently.
1: Yeah, see, I don't need to be that. See, I don't need to 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 pay this premium price for uh, a
0: marginal upgrade as well. So,
1: mm. you know, the game well, still look good to like my eyes.
0: It, this the thing is, I mean, uh, going off the paper, going off paper. It's going to be a substantial upgrade from the current systems. You know, oh. now we don't know what the speed of the of those GPUs are. Um and, you know, I'm and I don't want to sound like I like I, I know tech because I really don't, but you know, I do know that your teraflops don't mean much if you don't have good good bandwidth speed from your GPU from the, the GPU to the CPU to every all those components on the chip. I understand that. Um, and if we're just going off of a teraflop number, um I think the ten eighty Ti is at like ten and a half T flops, which was considered the the top end graphics card not too long ago. Twenty eighty Ti is right around thirteen and a half. Um which is which is again, you know, if you're hitting, if you've got a box that's hitting at twelve, just from that wrong number, that that that's pretty impressive over what's currently available now in a clo- in these closed boxes. So I don't want to make it sound, and, and you know, ray tracing, hardware accelerated ray tracing. From what I know about it, ray tracing is a resource hog, even on the most uh, e- e- uh, elaborate and exotic PCs. Um, so, how well it's going to be implemented in a in a in a closed box, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. But <clears throat> spec wise, it's very impressive. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. I don't want I don't, don't want to crap on it. I'm not crap. Yeah, no, on it, it's wise. it's
2: like a Digital Foundry had a write up about it, and what they explained is that for if it was going by simple teraflops that they basically it's not a thing to where like if the Xbox One X has six teraflops that they wouldn't need 12 teraflops to deliver two times the Xbox One X performance on there. They said nine to ten teraflops would have gotten the job done on there. But they talked about uh, that they have twice the basic level of GPU compute on tap, but uh, they stated that with the uh, RDNA2 architecture, uh, with AMDs, that there's no PC parts out there currently that have that architecture, right now. They have not released a graphics card um, commercially that has that architecture uh, with that particular, you know, RDNA two on there. So and so that they're saying that they don't know what further optimizations are you know, going to be in the AMD Navy design on there because of that fact.
0: So yeah. So I mean the 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 tech is definitely there, but my whole thing is if you don't have games... Yeah, Ticks 2 to Tango, yeah. You know, what am I going to play on it? Yeah. It's going to sit there and, hey, I got the world's most powerful console again, you know, and we don't know that for sure. And what am I going to do with it?
2: Yeah. Mm. Oh, well. All right, Des, I know you have a last story to bring up, talk about. Well,
1: I, I added some more, just in case, so
2: okay
1: so uh but anyway uh the next story that i'm going to talk about is uh larian studio has released uh the first uh first looks and the opening cinematic for baldur's gate 3 uh according to dual shockers uh it incorporates dungeons and dragons fifth edition uh core rule book um and it's uh basically offering a uh a really unique experience um will offer an experience where creativity is the king. So that's from their headline. Um, I watched the trailer. So a little bit of history. I'm a huge Dungeons & Dragons fan. I have played it. Uh, uh, I played it a lot when I was in high school. I still play it. A little bit to this day, but but more so with their video games. Though I did miss the boat on the CRPGs, uh, the first uh, two Baldur's Gate and some of those other games. And I'm getting back into it now with uh, with uh, Larian Studios' other um, other offerings, the uh, Divinity Original Sin one and two, as well as Path of Exile uh, one and two. So I'm getting back into it. Uh, those are the other two uh, were by Obsidian. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, Joe. But um really enjoyed I really have enjoyed those games. And so Larian I guess approached Wizards of the Coast, who owns the IP. Uh, and Hasbro owns them. So um and they said sure. And they were able to basically make Baldur's Gate three um in and I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but it is in the image of uh Divinity Original Sin or DOS 2. Um by that I mean the aesthetic shares a lot from uh, DOS 2 Um with a Dungeons and Dragons coat on it so far. So I and again, this is way too early. This was I think this was pre alpha game footage, though so they are really far ahead. They showed the trailer, which is great, and then they showed gameplay at uh, PAX East. And so, um, and then I guess they had a, um, like a couple weeks ago, they had another uh, secret um, showing to various uh, uh, Twitch streamers and YouTube streamers who are influencers as well. Um, and so when the announcement was released, everyone kind of flooded YouTube and, uh, with their, with their, with their, uh, footage. Um, and the game looks great. Um, it, it uses the core, uh, Dungeons Dragons, uh, core five rulebook. It has all of the races, um, to my knowledge, it has all the races, um, and a couple of other ones that were not in the core rulebook, as well as all of the, um, Uh, classes so you're pretty getting you're getting a a pretty good um, uh, Dungeons and Dragons like you can pretty much create you know whatever character you want and much like the um, DOS 2 they have origins so if you do not want to play uh, a a self-created character or an original character you can uh play one of the origins uh one is a vampire one is a cleric one is another uh, a one is a warlock who you know who made a pact with a demon and wants to get rid of it you know as much most warlocks do um there's a wizard and so you can play their storylines um if you want a curated story or you can play your own by creating your own character and then those peoples they become your party so which is really kind of interesting it's what they did before um there's a couple of new mechanics that they added in um it has that same sort of uh dos to flare where you can you know make it rain or 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 cast grease which is an actual spell from D on the floor and then hit it with a fireball and in, so so the environmental uh uh, effects are still there and, and environmental damage is still there. Um, you can also shove and jump now. There's a jump mechanic and you can shove people off and it's all done by initiative and you know, it is a uh, pause-stop, you know, combat is not real-time, which I think is fine. I prefer that. Um, but again, the one thing that, that I don't want to say troubles me, but makes me a bit of concern is is it's looking, it looks a lot like DOS 3. Instead of Baldur Gate, Baldur's Gate three, and that's just in the aesthetics right now. But again, it is a it's in very early it's in very early um, uh, alpha testing, um, and it looks great. You know, the everything is fully voiced, and I I'm excited for it. Have either of you uh, heard anything about this game? Are you excited? Do you care? You know, what are your thoughts? I'll kick it over to Joe first.
2: Okay. Well, I haven't uh, watched any of the gameplay yet, but uh, it's a point that I am interested because I, what little I played of Divinity: old, Original Sin, I uh, enjoyed. In fact, they, you know, you keep talking DOS too, and it makes me think, man, I need to go back and load that uh, game back up on my console and uh, give it another whirl on there. It's I know we're good. gonna play some multiplayer because uh, how does it support up to four-player multiplayer? Yep. Of course, Yeah
1: yeah this is a four-player then, multiplayer game as well so you can pull up a party of four people and just play the adventure so
2: which is another yeah. fantastic uh aspect of this game so that might be a thing to where you know just like i've been crazy about trying to get us to play division 2 it might be a point that we need to take a look at the divinity original sin 2 and take it from there for that so
1: we definitely can i'm down for it you know we yeah can it's do. like we can 20 definitely... bucks retail so yeah we can mean? do it so... for game night as well i have i have it i have no int- I have no um. Uh, no intent to get rid of it. So,
2: for sure, as far as the excitement for Baldur's Game, I'm not a big D and D fan, but I've played D and D games throughout the years, like on console, like on Genesis, and obviously the Capcom side scroller, of course. And you know, I, I am familiar with the basic tropes of D and D from even back in the day. I played that TSR like uh, board game Dungeon, I think it was called uh on yeah, there I uh, when i was called. a kid yeah on there so i enjoyed that quite a bit so i mean if it's anything uh you know I, right now i know baldur's gate 3 is just pc right now but i'm pretty sure that they're going to release it on console oh on yeah there just Most definitely. So, yeah because i know you Des. uh i don't think you'll be playing this on pc either i so. don't know
1: i might um this this might be the game that gets me into it you know i mean i have again i'm 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 here for it larian studios is a fantastic studio and i um want to support them because just i don't know that something about that studio seems fun like they their development diaries are always very wacky like the whole thing when they announced that they got the ip and we're doing this game the head guy i can't remember his name they're from europe somewhere i can't remember please excuse me for that um but I guess he the whole video was about him uh taking going to uh Wizards of the Coast building in um in uh I think they're in Seattle or just outside of Seattle. And he goes there, he has a he, he puts on some armor, you know, and he goes and meets with people, and then he ends up trapping them in like this 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 weird uh potion uh one of the developer or one of the people and then because he has to steal the 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 essence of Baldur's Gate or, or how to make it, so the whole thing is about him going to the to the offices, stealing someone by putting them into a um, into a uh, a magic potion, and then running away <laughs> and and going back to um, to I think they're from France or something. I can't remember. I have to find out. And then and then you know releasing him and saying we're going to do this and so like all of their development diaries are, are very clever and they're just they just seem like a very fun interesting studio and, and and so far everything that they have done has been has been fantastic so uh
2: larian is from belgium so. belgium
1: okay so yeah. it's awesome
2: all forgotten european countries
1: <laughs> yeah but so kev what about you are you excited to 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 to, to, to role play to D it up <laughs>
0: Well, uh, you know, my experience with D&D is only from two points, in Intellivision, uh, Advanced Dungeons & Dragons, Treasure of Tarman, and Advanced Dungeons & Dragons on Intellivision, both games I absolutely loved. And the Capcom arcade games, that's it. <laughs> um, I used to, uh, in middle school, there was this group that used to play uh, D&D, and sometimes I, I would never play, but I would just kind of listen to the stories uh as they played and i found that kind of interesting for me everything comes down to what kind of game it is the mechanics if it's rts i'm a pass if it's turn-based i'll most likely pass it's, if it's
1: yeah <laughs> it's, it's like most it's like likely a, a pass yeah it's uh, i figured because it's it's like you literally have to move your pawns up and and strategically where you're gonna go and oh then, so it's
0: rts and
1: yeah oh yeah this is a hard pass dude. yeah so yeah. Yeah. i
0: figured but i figured i would ask just in case yeah. you
1: know but like i get it it's not it, it's not for everybody and 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 to an extent it is somewhat of a niche market but but the love there for for skate gate and, Dungeons and dragons is very strong with us nerds so
0: no <laughs> oh, hey i'll hey i yeah. hope i hope it's everything you guys uh uh expect out of it you know and, really
2: helpful as long
0: as you didn't say it's too Belgianese,
2: then. <laughs> <I was> Belgianese?
1: <laughs> no. Definitely not. Be- it's not too Belgian-ese. waffle. It's too, too waffly. too yes. It's too, it's too <laughs> waffly. I refuse to play. <laughs> too much syrup in this game. Yes, too Belgianese, yes. <laughs> Silly. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for it. Uh, real quick, the the synopsis is... Um, so there's these there's, there are these creatures in D and D called mind flares, and they're these weird kind of parasitic race, meaning that you you they were an abomination, of course, most monsters are, and they are these weird sort of tadpole like creatures, and they crawl into your eye and up into your brain, and they slowly transform you into a, mon- a mind flare, which is this Cthulhu sort of looking tentacle faced monster that has really strong psychic powers, and so this this mind flare and his ship attacks a, a castle, and starts trying to collect bodies because that's how they, they they don't reproduce normally. They have these tadpoles to do that, so they're they don't they don't have you know normal sex to reproduce it's they basically put this parasite in their eye and that's how they and they become mind flares. and so your character if you choose to create your own or one of the predetermined or pre pre pre-made characters has one of those implanted in their eyes and so the 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 first part of the campaign is to is to try to get that out of your head and and as it's changing you uh it it gives you weird sort of pseudo psychic powers and stuff and it changes your physiology one of the people is a is a vampire rogue and because he has this thing in his in his head it has changed his physiology so now he can walk around in the daytime so so all of the pre-made characters have very unique and interesting stories um that you can play uh but the cinematic if you haven't watched the cinematic you really should the cinematic is 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 breathtaking it's like it, it's really cool. Like it, that was like, oh, Dungeons Dragons just comes to life. It's really great. But then when you, but then when you start playing the game, that's when it starts to look more like a, um, a DOS two. So, but again, very early stages. I'm looking, I'm really looking forward to it, and I think it's going to be fantastic. Having said that, I'm going to throw it back over to
2: you, Trader Joe. Okay, uh, I've got a couple of just and um, game announcements uh, to kind of cover. Just things that kind of caught my eyes. So um, there is this one game that was announced for Switch. It's going to be re- um, released digitally worldwide on June 25th, 2020. Mm-hmm. On there, the game is called Brigadine: The Legend of Runeseria. On there, um, if you weren't aware, Brigadine was a uh, particular um, strategy RPG series. Um, there was one game, Brigadine: The Legend of for- for- Zen- for- Zen- uh that came out for the PS1 that was released by Atlas on there. So, and it's a tactical RPG role playing game on there. So, and what kind of took me back a little bit is that the art just looks fantastic on there. So, and then obviously they have a ton of uh, voice acting as well. And uh, stated to, uh, people that. Remember the original game from PS1? I've never played it, but uh, it was kind of played similar to Dragon Force, the game on the Sega Saturn on there. So it's like kind of pre-Fire Emblem strategy, sim, RPG on there. Uh, of course, more grid-based action on there. So um, definitely keep an eye on this. Limited Run did announce that they're going to do a, a pressing of this game too. So if you do want to get it physically for the Switch, it will be there for your choosing on there. So... And then also, Adult Swim Games just recently announced that they're uh, bringing back Samurai Jack, and uh, they announced Samurai Jack: Battle Through Time, on there, which will be coming out summer 2020, on there. Um, just the trailer looked great. It looks like uh, it takes place right before Jack's final battle against Ikku, on there, and so you're gonna have to play as Jack and play through several different al- alternate timelines to reach a coup and strike him down once and for all on there. So it's being developed by soil games on there. The Japanese studio previously worked on games like uh, Travis strikes again, no more heroes and Naruto to Boruto shinobi striker. So there is a background of the developer of this game uh, with action or action games. If need be, this is the first Samurai Jack game since 2004. Uh, that was a game that uh, were, was released uh, by Sega. I think I remember back in the day on PS2 and GameCube. On that, so
0: pretty cool. Yeah.
2: On that, yeah, I so saw the
0: trailer for that uh, might be one I have to pick up.
2: Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, they have a physical, but we'll have to check and see. But that's coming out summer 2020 on there. So, um, what's your thoughts on you, you, something you're excited for, Kev? For Samurai Jack?
0: Yeah, yeah. I saw the uh, I saw the tra- the gameplay trailer for it, and it looked pretty good. Right
2: on. And then, Dez, how about Brigadine? Does that kind of look good to you from what you checked out of it?
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, I might I might check it out. I when you you had me at limited run, so. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> you know, whenever whenever there's a limited run game, I'm kind of like,
2: you know,
1: I know You've been you've been
2: you've been teasing me every week with like oh look at this this looks great and it's like yeah dude come on now you know i don't mean to do that no no, no it's all good i know it's messing with
1: you i love doing it
2: <laughs> <laughs> there you go but yeah the brigadine does look fantastic from what the what i've seen and the art style looks great so it's definitely on my radar and especially since it's coming out in the summer it might kind of fill i might have some open slots for my five games a month kind of edic at least on that so so definitely check that out if you're interested. So anything else you'd like to bring to the table, Des? Uh, the
1: last thing that I want to talk about real quick was, um, which I thought was really fantastic, and it shows that uh, it shows that companies, some companies are, are much more uh, consumer-friendly than others, and that being CD Projekt Red. Um, and they basically said that they're giving a free update to folks uh who have uh, a series x uh an Xbox Series X when uh Cyberpunk twenty twenty comes out. So that means you will not have to double dip on the game, which I think is fantastic. So that way yeah. that way, you know, if you if you have the game, you know, for for uh the, the prior console um and you and you buy a Series X all you have to do is I'm assuming put the disc in and there's an update for it. And I think that is fantastic. I just, yeah. to me, that is great. And I think that more studios should, should do that because goodwill with your, with your, with your player base is, can be, uh, it can be really strong. Um, and I think doing stuff like that it uh, should be rewarded and we should you know look at that and be like that's that's fantastic so well
2: that was something that microsoft brought forth themselves so and they're trying to get other studios to do it as well that's great we talked talked about smart delivery and when we're talking about the series x and the news like on there and i know we kind of glossed over it but uh, that's basically what it is on there that uh, they're looking to get other third parties to agree to be able to uh, you know, bring these games back and forth on there. And I'm kind of curious, especially since uh, Dark Outriders is announced for uh, both PS5 and Xbox Series X and PS4 and uh, Xbox One, that uh, hopefully you know, that game will carry that same principle forward as well on there for both
0: sides of the fence on that. So,
1: Yeah, so that's it for me.
0: Well, all right then. Well, thank you guys for bringing the for bringing this week's industry news to our listeners. Game night. Um, our game nights are typically Thursday evenings, nine p.m. Eastern Standard Time, six p.m. Pacific, and they typically take place on uh, the PlayStation <clears throat> PSN network. You. Um, we had one – was one scheduled this week or – because I, I, I was late. Er,
2: oh, I mentioned earlier in the show that I was really tired, so I didn't even put a tweet out or anything like
0: that. Okay. But that yeah, is but, typically
2: uh, our – yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, oh, it's just that we we will have a game night usually on Thursdays.
0: So. Okay. So if you want to be a part of those game nights, you can look for us – uh, and we'll get into how you can get a hold of us in our con- in our contact section but uh, if you follow us on Twitter uh, either the gaming vessels twitter account or our individual accounts which we will share in a little bit uh, we usually put out a tweet letting folks know when we are going to be online and playing and since we have all the systems they're not necessarily have to take place on the PlayStation network that's typically where Most of us game natively anyway, uh, but if you would like to play, if if there's a game on uh, Xbox or on PC that you're on Nintendo that you want to play, we have all those uh, platforms and systems as well. So we can definitely uh, move to another platform if there is a game out there that you want to play with us. Um, Contact. You can reach me, you can reach our show actually. At uh, gamingvessels at gmail.com. That's where you're going to want to send any comments, questions, or requests to be a part of the show and have us interview you so you can get your perspectives and opinions about the gaming and the gaming industry as a whole out there to our listeners. We'd love to have you be a part of that. Uh, You would want to send that feedback to gamingvessels at gmail.com. Social media, I can be reached on Twitter at shonuff 71 that's S-H-O-N-U-F-F, the number 71. On PlayStation Network, I am shonuff 7 same spelling, the number 7. On Xbox Live, I am shonuff 71 again, same spelling with 071. And on Steam, I am shonuff 71 And of course, our uh, Twitter account is GamingVessels. So, Trader Joe, where can the fine folks get a hold of you at? As far as
2: social media, I am on Twitter uh, at Joe Fongu, JoeFongul, J-O-E-F-O-N-G-U-L. Uh, on PSN, uh, my username is Kamunagara, K-A-M-U-N-A-G-A-R-A. I'm also the same username on both Steam and Nintendo Network. On there for the uh, Xbox platform, I am Kamunagara. 6995, I think I've been saying 6996. I forgot my numeric designation on Xbox, but it is definitely Kamunagara, K-A-M-U-N-A-G-A-R-A 6995 on that. So just in case if I'm on Xbox, you could throw me a message on there. In fact, uh, since I'm on my computer a lot, my Xbox profile signed on, so you could definitely message me there. I think every time i'm on my pc i'm deemed as being online on xbox for whatever reason but that's the way they roll that so and des where can people find you sir
1: you can definitely find me on uh twitter at uh the nemo six spelled out uh not the number six but spelled out as you know six s-i-x 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 you can also find me um on uh I was going to say Xbox, uh, but uh, I'm very rarely on there these days. Uh, If you want to find me, you really want to catch me on PSN. And my PSN uh, ID is uh, NemoTigger, N-E-M-O-T-G-G-R.
0: All right. All right. And, uh, folks, we thank you for tuning in to us. And uh, listening to our, uh, listen to us chop it up on Episode 6 of Season 6 of Gaming Vessels Podcast, um, I am Kevin, a.k.a. Shonoff71, signing out for Des the Bay Area Terror and Trader Joe, a.k.a. the Food Max of Gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar. We will all be back next time, next week. Peace!